Hello and welcome to the Personal Development School podcast. I'm your host, Thais Gibson, and I create regular podcast episodes to teach you about your relationships, attachment style, and the subconscious mind. My goal of this podcast is to give you tools and awareness you need to thrive in your relationships, feel deeply connected, and find harmony and fulfillment in your relationships and personal life. So I hope you tune in here with me each and every week. I want to talk to you a little bit about the dismissive avoidant attachment style and their relationship to limerence. So I want to start off by sharing a question that people ask me all of the time, which is do dismissive avoidant attachment styles ever experience limerence? And the answer is yes, they do. In fact, the dismissive avoidance often experience limerence. Now I want to really show the difference here between limerence and actually developing feelings. I have another video on this channel that explains limerence in a whole lot of detail, but you can think of limerence as sort of being destabilizing infatuation. So a lot of attraction, a lot of excitement, uh, the vast majority of the time we will see in limerence-oriented situations that somebody is in love with the idea of somebody rather than a person themselves. And often limerence can sort of be this obsessive romanticizing or idealizing of a person who they may not even know that well. And so this begs this really valuable question, which is, well, why would our mind do that? Like, why would we even get into a position where we start falling into limerence with somebody when we don't even know them? And what essentially takes place, and this is why this is so related to this of avoidant attachment style, which I'll explain in just a moment, why this takes place is because when somebody is in a limerence oriented situation, essentially the mind will try to get its needs met in the present. And when it can't, it will try to get its needs met in fantasies of the future or, or in old memories of the past. So limerence is basically a coping mechanism. And limerence is a coping mechanism because it allows the mind, which may feel unfulfilled in certain areas at the subconscious level, specifically in regards to needs and traits that it doesn't feel like it has, it allows the mind to project these things onto somebody else and then fall in love with the idea of a person. And it's interesting because this can be one of the hardest things to get over. It can be so difficult to break connection to this idea of a person because your mind kind of has free reign and full control over that, you know, one-sided relationship in, in your imagination. So I want to give you a specific example. Let's pretend, because this is often the case, that the dismissive avoidant attachment style in their childhood has a big unmet need to feel supported and nurtured, okay? Especially like emotionally. And let's say somebody comes into their workplace, they're a new person, they've been there for one day and they are quite present with a dismissive avoidant when they meet them. And they go, oh, it's so nice to meet you. And they're quite present. Something may demonstrate to the dismissive avoidant that, oh, this person, they seem so present. I feel like they would be the type of person that would support me. Now, the mind's kind of making a leap, right? That person could be, you know, a very unsupportive person, but still be present. You never really know exactly what's correlated, but the mind's making this leap and it goes, oh my gosh, this person would be so supportive. And it feels so drawn to this need that has been so historically unmet in the dismissive avoidance life, because we know dismissive avoidance attachment style often doesn't get a strong amount of nurturing in childhood, right? A lot of deep care, there's, there's this emotional neglect. And so the DA goes, oh my goodness, this person. And then the mind will often start revving up and it will project 
these concepts or fantasies of this person meeting all of their needs. Oh, they would be this way with me. They would be kind. They would, they'd also be somebody who gives me space, right? They'll, they'll tend to fill in all these blanks. And for the next few weeks, even after just simply one meeting, it's possible that the dismissive avoidant sort of falls in love with the idea of this person rather than the person themselves. Now, the DA at a conscious level will know that they're not falling in love with anybody, right? But the subconscious level might think about this person a lot, fantasize, obsess over this person quite a bit. And what it's actually fantasizing over at its core are the needs that they are fantasizing will be met, that are unmet in their lives, and the traits that this person expresses that are often repressed in the dismissive avoidance own life. Now, the reason for this is that we are wired for something called trait variety. We are wired to try to connect with people who express different traits in ourselves. And this has been biologically around for a very long time because it increases our chances of survival, right? Like if somebody's really smart, somebody's really strong, they pair up together, they're more likely to survive, right? The strong one gets to play on the smart person's strengths. This, the smart person gets protected and looked out for by the strong person physically, right? So you see these different dynamics. So dismissive avoidance are actually ones to absolutely experience limerence. And a further feature for this, which is super interesting, is that dismissive avoidance also, because they're such, they're, they're the attachment style more than anybody. It's always in like their feelings minus their fears. Think of like when somebody's in limerence, they don't have to open up. They don't have to be vulnerable. They're in love with this idea of this person and it allows them to bypass their fears, right? There's in this one way sort of connected relationship, the DA doesn't have to be vulnerable, doesn't have to commit, doesn't have to, you know, violate their own needs for independence in any seeming way. So there tends to be all of these sort of subconscious appeals. Now, just because a DA experiences limits doesn't mean you will outwardly see this. Um, dismissive avoidance because their tendency to act on their emotions from a space of avoidance is so strong. A DA may feel limerence towards somebody, but act the opposite, right? Act as if they feel threatened by the person in person, avoid the person, avoid opening up to the person, feel too vulnerable around the person when they see them pass down the hallway in the workplace. And so they'll run in the opposite direction. So just because you have that person internally experiencing limerence doesn't mean it will be externally expressed. And another really common feature for dismissive avoidance, which is sort of our third key piece here, is that dismissive avoidance will often also um, feel limerence towards people that there's really no shot with. And it's their subconscious mind's way of protecting itself. I've seen dismissive avoidance experience lim limerence with movie stars very often, have these strong infatuations with movie stars because the movie star isn't going to threaten their need for independence and isn't going to make them be vulnerable. They're just a person on television. And, and so if somebody's experiencing limerence, if you're experiencing limerence as a DA, if you are a, a partner or ex or friend or somebody, you know, a DA or somebody else in your life that you're experiencing limerence with, um, something that's really powerful to know is that it's telling you what needs are powerfully unmet in your life. That's what you're being directed towards. And there's a way of actually taking the experience of limerence and basically transmuting it into something that empowers you as an individual. And you can move through the how to deal from a breakup course in the personal development school. You can check it out for free for seven days. And the whole course guides you towards anytime you're stuck on somebody, whether it's after a breakup, whether it's in a limerence oriented situation, it guides you to be able to do the inner work to sort of alchemize that painful experience into something that grows you as a person. And what we do is we help you extract exactly when you're stuck on somebody, 
what needs you're stuck on because it's not the person's physical form or body you're stuck on. It's the, the needs you assume will be met through that person, right? They'll make you feel supported. They'll make you feel wanted. Um, if they are attracted to you and they're super attractive, then they'll make you feel, you know, special or, or attractive or, you know, like, so we, we have these things that go on at a subconscious level and these are what are actually driving our behavior. These are actually what are driving the fantasy. And when you can extract out and realize these golden nuggets and then find a way to meet these needs in your life in a more healthy form and way that a way that's under your control. Like how do you, you know, make yourself feel important? Maybe by having better boundaries, prioritizing your needs. Like when you can find updated strategies, which the whole course goes through and recommends in a lot of detail. Um, and also start practicing different traits that you're attracted to in other people in the relationship to yourself. Like if you're really attracted to the dismissive avoidance assertiveness, right? or somebody else's assertiveness, if you are the DA, then that's a sign that that's something that's not in balance in you and harmony in you. And you have to start practicing a little bit more of that. So the whole course takes you through that. So you can take the pain of unrequited love or, or limerence and infatuation and this obsessiveness. And that obsessiveness is really just your mind trying to guide you back towards these things that are not being met in your life. And you'll be able to pluck them out, find updated ways of getting these needs met in really healthy forms, and then go action these things in your life to grow yourself as a person. And what you'll find with absolute certainty is that you go from this one side of feeling this longing, this obsessiveness, this pain, and you're able to take that out and basically transmute that into personal growth. And as a result, that longing goes away. You may still feel excitement or interest in somebody, but it won't feel destabilizing. It won't feel like that's controlling you. It'll feel like you're in control of that. And um, this is the beautiful lesson that limerence has to offer us if you're experiencing it, because it's really showing you it's not in balance and in harmony in the relationship to yourself as of yet. So um, hopefully this makes a lot of sense. Um, thank you so much for watching. You can check out that how to heal from a breakup course that goes through all these different features. Um, we also have a live course all about limerence that, that guides you through this in a lot more detail as well. They're both available in the all access pass using the link in the description box below. And when you go in, you actually get access to all of the courses in PDS and you can check out all the ones that are there. You get them all for seven days for free. Um, and you can join our social events, our live webinars that I do with our students each week, all the cool stuff we have in there. Um, and all you have to do is click the link below and I hope to see you on the other side. So thank you for watching. Thank you for being here. Please subscribe to this channel if you're getting a lot of value and I'll see you in the next video.